0: Hi everyone! I'm very excited to be joined today by my hubby, Jules. Jules, welcome. Hi, oh, how are we? So, after 45 episodes, Jules has finally um, agreed to come on the pod and uh, and share in his wisdom and experience when it comes to parenting. So I dragged him kicking and screaming sort of. I gave him a, a Greek drink that he likes called Cipral, which is kind of like an ouzo, and I was like, "Here, come have sipro, and then get on the pod with me. <laughs> Potentially got you over the line with that one. What do you think? <laughs> uh,
1: the fact I still haven't listened to an episode, probably more important because i wanted to show some kind of support to you
0: excellent very good happy uh, so guys we thought today it would be fun as our final bonus episode before the season kicks off next week to give you a bit of a wrap on our tips that we have when traveling with toddlers particularly because we're coming to the end of our trip as well so We thought, why not share some wisdom from our experience? So I will mention to those who haven't listened into a Parenthood Uncut episode, which is what this is, we do not get this edited. So we pretty much bring you the raw Audio, which means if we stuff up and we don't sound perfect, then you will know about it. So you, um, obviously, when the key season does kick off, it's a completely different story, and we like to come across a little bit more polished. But this is, um, yeah, it's a cool opportunity for you guys to listen in to our organic. Chats. So firstly, I'm going to ask you, Jules, what would you say? So we, um, for everyone listening, we travelled probably for the last month around Greece with our toddlers, little Charlie who's two and Noah who's three. Um, And I want to know, Jules, what would you say one of your biggest challenges was during this trip other than me?
1: (laughs) Um, Probably more around the dealing with Anxiety and sort of how you, or especially when your partner faces anxious moments, how you actually deal with that, um, especially when you're travelling long distance or in transit um, throughout the day. It's sort of how you can manage your um, how your partner feels and how they're able to be able to get themselves to feel like they can actually... um, do the travel with the kids for that day because it can be quite sort of challenging.
0: So you say that I'm not perfect and that I had a little bit of anxiety while we travelled. <laughs> a lot of anxiety. Um,
1: and more just because of the expectations of how the boys are supposed to behave or things obviously don't always go the way you want to. Transit can end up taking longer than what you like and obviously with that comes anxious moments and it's just how you can actually work through that so you don't end up getting into a
0: argument with each other. This is true. I think snacks was a massive saviour for us on that front and the iPads, I have to say, but certainly the snacks were pretty much simmered the boys. I mean, I know that, I mean, even just being in transit for what, 20, well, flying over here took us, what, twenty over 20 hours to get here. I mean, there certainly were anxious moments, particularly like, If you think about it, when Charlie was crying on the plane and people are looking and people are trying to sleep, and you're there going, I can't believe it's my child crying. And like, how do you even deal with that? And even do you remember when I went to order milk for him and it took him like, took the flight attendant like 30 minutes to get the milk to us, and he was hysterical the whole time.
1: So, the biggest outtake is that you can't always control everything. And it's sort of being able to actually understand that when you're traveling with toddlers, especially, or just when you're tra- traveling in general, is to be able to deal with the fact that you can't control everything, and you therefore need to be able to just roll with the punches as it sort of comes, because you can sort of um, get yourself quite worked up when you try to control every situation. Well, and when you've got ferries and trains and planes and different things like that, delays happen. And if it's out of your control, then it's something that you sort of just need to deal with at that point in time.
0: So Jules is insinuating, Leonie, uh, <laughs> you didn't have to get so <laughs> anxious uh, during those periods. It's really, and look, it's funny because I'm more of an anxious, highly I like a controlled environment kind of person which is why having children was always a bit of a challenge (laughs) was always going to be a challenge for me um children are completely unpredictable but it's easy enough I feel to say that oh just kind of go with the flow but it's so different I think when you're in that moment and you're there and your kid's hysterical and you're just like oh my goodness like why did we even bother with this you know I feel like there were times I think I've said to you a few times Jules like this just doesn't feel like a holiday like particularly when the kids were arcing up about something or we ripped them apart from each other for like the 15th time in like 10 minutes and you're there going dude I'm meant to be on holiday and I think this is one thing that's probably worth mentioning and it actually I spoke about in another um, podcast episode changing your expectations around travel with children versus travel without children I mean I'd be interested your take on this like what did you think, because obviously it's very different to when we would just travel willy-nilly, you know, cocktails on arrival, frigging having the best time, and now it's like it is so beautiful having your kids there, but it certainly is challenging. So what was your perspective on that?
1: Uh, probably hadn't we really thought too much about it before we came, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, it's sort of more been once we've gotten here and sort of just been able to understand that you do have the obviously the boys and stuff like that and they're the main priority um and that's for both of us they're the the main priority throughout the sort of entire day and if they're tired or if they're upset or if they want to do something then we'll change our plans based on the boys because at the end of the day that's what we get our enjoyment out of and that's been um, one of the most sort of satisfying parts of this is just being able to see them in this environment and sort of in their different culture and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, but there are certainly, there are moments where we sit there going, Jesus, this is like really hard. <laughs> like, like, dude, we just want a break for five minutes, right? Like, it's relentless. It's like 24-7, which why, is beautiful, but hard. And that's why when you tire them out and they sleep for three hours, it's fantastic. This is true. Yeah. So, so, exactly. So I guess a key tip for us would be try to get your kids as, you know, active as possible during the day so that they can, you know, do a little siesta or nap time um, or be tired enough in the evening for their naps. Um, and I guess we've been fortunate that we've been in holiday locations. Um, so, so Jules is moving his foot up up and down and I'm like, dude, you can't do that because of audio. Like we <laughs> need this to be as crisp as possible, like a rookie podcaster. <laughs> um so yeah but I mean for us I guess being coastal we were fortunate to be able to have the kids go to the beach a lot and things like that um thoughts then on I mean we just spoke about it then transits are hard yeah so moving from one place to the other to the other what would you re- recommend for people who are looking to plan their holiday now with let's call it toddlers um how should they structure their trip I don't know based on what we've experienced what would you say
1: fewer places and stay in one location for a sort of majority sort of period to limit the amount of um, transferring from one location to another location you have to actually do. Yeah. Um, The key we found is that the boys obviously um, get more familiar with the place the longer they are there and therefore it's much easier for them to become um, comfortable with sleep and getting into their normal routine. The more you move around, um, obviously, the harder it is for them to adjust to the new environment that they're in. Yeah, 100%. And, I th- and It's also very difficult, obviously, moving about with trying to get um, transport, whether it be a boat, a plane, um, obviously cars and different things like that. They obviously get tired, worn out, upset. So the sort of longer you spending in one place, the better.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I even think I mean another hot tip on that one, and I've said said it a few times on the pod is the aluminium foil with blue tack on the windows. Um, someone actually mentioned in uh, they commented when I put that on Instagram, they said apparently um, someone had put the blue tack on the actual window ones in an Airbnb, and when they removed it, they scratched the window. And so they said you've got to be really careful. And I'm like, no we only ever put it on the window frame. So like on the timber frame, not on the actual window itself. But I thought that was interesting because I'd never heard of that, like scratching a window with blue tack. But so, yeah, definitely window frames. That way at least the kids are in a dark room and although you're in a different location and you continue to change locations, at least they've kind of gotten used to the fact that it's a dark room when they went to sleep. I know that definitely helped us. Um, Yeah, so I guess anything then, Jules, that you you regret that we didn't bring along with us?
1: Uh, Not really, because you can buy everything you don't have. So a key take out is, although you believe you can always be as prepared as possible, um, if you don't, if you forget something, you can buy it here or yeah. you can buy it wherever you go. So there's always um, supermarkets or different things like that available that you can go and
0: purchase things at. Yeah, the one thing that I know that we definitely brought from Australia were like the Huggies nappies because I feel like they're not the same as the European ones. So maybe that's sort of the hot tip to always pack as many of, of those you can as you can. The thing I think I regret us not bringing is, well, so we only brought two light sleeping bags. So, like those, what are they called? The ergo? Ergo pouch. Ergo pouches, yeah. So, like the thinnest ones. And our little one, Charlie, still wears them to bed. It's like his comfort thing with his comforter as well. Um, we think that we may have left one on the plane in like the hysteria that was our trip. So, we've had one pouch. So literally, if he gets hot and sweaty, I'm like there trying to hand wash it, hanging it in the sun, thinking far out, I hope he dries before he has his next sleep. So, I mean, I would literally next time I would definitely be bringing like three at least of those. Um, So thinking about those things that maybe you aren't that easy to find. So like even a comforter, we brought two. Um, I'd probably even bring three because our kids wouldn't be able to sleep without a comforter. I don't know, like there's just no way. And how are you going to find it in like, you know, an island like similar to what we've experienced. So I would say those things that are like your homegrown contents, like, you know, that the kids can't live without, always pack an extra one of those <laughs> than you think you'll need. Um, because, yeah, I think that that would have helped us out if I just had an extra one in the bag. Um, so all in all then, I mean, I've already spoken about the fact that getting the kids around, the yo-yo pram was excellent. Um, if you've got a little one, the little, um, what's that cot called, that, the fold-up cot that we've got, the... Um, the baby Bjorn, the cot is fantastic. Cot. Yeah, the travel cot. So I'd highly recommend that. Again, just kind of like sleep and food, I think the two main things you want to nail because everything else, you know, you can adjust, the kids can adjust to, but that would be sort of the main things from my perspective. Is there anything else like, I guess, as a wrap, like, you know, in looking back on the trip, you kind of go, you know, we'll be more mindful of that next time. or
1: Always do a final sweep of your uh, accommodation before you leave, no matter how um,
0: anxious or stressed you may be at the time because uh, you don't want to leave things behind. 100%. And Jules is referring to there. So we were feeling a bit guilty that the kids had been on the iPad for the whole trip to Greece kind of thing, like, you know, sleeping and then iPad, that when we got to Athens, we stayed a night there and um, we were packing the next day to get on another plane to get to an island and we were like oh no we won't put the kids on the iPads again and actually think clearly while they're on the iPads we'll just whack something on the TV and we had this little Chromecast which you put on the TV and it, and then you can what is it you can put YouTube from your phone onto that TV um, and so they were watching it and then kind of running around and all of that and there was lots of noise and so Jules and I were trying to pack our things and we thought oh we've only been here for a night like it'll be fine we'll how much contents do we have to pack anyway? And then we get to the island and we sit there going, oh my gosh, we left that Chromecast, which was in the TV behind. And so from then on, every time we would pack, we needed like silence to make sure we had a really good run of the place to make sure we didn't leave anything behind. Um, So we actually just put the kids on the iPad. It was just like the easiest way for us to get silence in the house, and then we do a final sweep before we left. So you know, I guess probably the guilt factor prevented us from doing that the first time. Um, it's hard with technology because ultimately, when your kids get off technology, I don't know. Our kids are more ratty when they get off it, so we're always just kind of mindful of time frames on technology. But certainly, yeah, choose your times, and I think that was a time like we've just used that as our time for technology um, in and, helping us. And toddlers
1: also will place or go and put items in the most random and randomness of uh, places and places that you wouldn't usually think to look. So if you've brought books or toys or anything like that and you can't find one, it's usually somewhere you least expect. Yeah. So you need that time to do a full sweep of accommodations. Make sure you've got everything. Yeah. Because you don't want to leave a favourite toy behind because it can cause... All sorts of drama.
0: Oh, yeah, the end of the earth. Um, I want to wrap up with one last question for you. So I want to know, and that's so hilarious, I literally had it in my head and I've now forgotten. know. <laughs> I want to know, oh, yes, a lot of people, and it's a bit controversial, some people say, is it even worth traveling when your kids are that young? Yeah, so like under five, let's call it. Why would you bother, you know, just stay at home or go local and just make your life easier? Would you bother? Now, here's us, you know, a month into our trip almost, planes, ferries, buses, we've done it all, right? So looking back on all of that, what are your thoughts? What would you just say to people who would say probably not worth it because the kids aren't going to remember it anyway and it's too hard?
1: uh for us most definitely yes it is worth it um obviously everyone would be aware that leone is part greek and therefore for us it's a great opportunity to introduce the boys to her culture at a young age especially considering that they have been learning how to speak the greek language and to be able to expose them to that at a young age is really important to us Um, if we were to go to another country that wasn't Greece, I would say yes, because we did travel with a six-month-old following our wedding in 2019 where we went to Italy as well as Greece and the memories that we've got that although no one won't remember them Himself, the memories that we've got from that trip, and the pictures and different things that we've got, they're um, the benefit of what you get out of the trips.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And even the family, right? Like the memories that your family, like we had a lot of family with us. Even this trip, my parents will remember a lot. Like it is pretty special having them like with you overseas, right? Creating new memories in new environments, Um, like
1: especially where you've got family in that other location yeah. too, because it gives the family members from here an opportunity to meet our boys and yeah. to be able to actually see them at a young age, which they wouldn't usually get.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, guys, I hope that's helped you in some way in um, in planning for your upcoming trips if you're considering doing so. Um, we'll leave it at that. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe, leave us a review and share it with a friend. The more we get the word out about the pod, the more we can grow. Until next time.